Welcome to the Watermark Family Ministry Podcast, where we aim to equip and encourage parents for the mission they've been employed and empowered by God to do. Uh, This is Wes Butler. I'm the Director of Family Ministry here at Watermark's Dallas campus, and we are so thankful that you joined us today. I am really excited to share with you the conversation that I just got to have with my friends Jay and Jenny Burns. Jay and Jenny lead our prodigal ministry uh, here at Watermark, have for the last 13 years. You're going to get to hear about that. And our topic today is really just talking about how can we pray uh, for children who are in difficult places, whether that's a prodigal, whether it's just a child who's going through a rebellious stage, uh, whatever it might be, but how we can make sure that we are talking to God on behalf of our kids. And so my co-host Mandy Sisko and I had the privilege of talking with Jay and Jenny, and we hope that you will be encouraged by this conversation today. All right. Well, I am so excited to uh, be joined today uh, by some friends. So I'm going to introduce you guys to a few friends uh, here on the podcast. So first of all, I'm joined by a new co-host today. <laughs> My friend uh, Mandy Sisko is going to be co-hosting with me. Mandy uh, serves as the lead in our Nest ministry. So you moms that are out there, you know Mandy and uh, uh, just her ministry really well. But Mandy, welcome. Why don't you share Thanks. a little bit about your family and uh, tell everyone who you are? Okay. Uh, my better half is Lance Sisko. We've been married almost almost 17 years and we have four kiddos, seventh grade, sixth grade, fourth grade, second grade, and, um, you know, lots of chaos in our family and lots of need for prayer. (laughs) There you go. Which is great. That's what we're going to be talking about today is, um, just the importance of prayer. If you didn't get a chance to listen to, um, the, uh, the dad you session that we did this last month, let me encourage you to go there and do that again. That's moms or dads can listen to that. But I just had such a fun conversation with one of my heroes, Jim Wimberly, uh, talking about the importance of prayer, the value of it and how we can do that uh, as parents. And so today I really want to focus in on, uh, just how do we pray for kids who are in a tough, uh, in tough circumstances and just through challenging seasons that we face. And so I'm really thrilled to welcome uh, two friends uh, to the podcast today, Jay and Jenny Burns. Jay and Jenny have uh, led us for 13 years, Jay, you said, Mm -hmm. uh, for 13 years in uh, what has become known as our prodigal ministry here. And uh, and it's just part of their story. And so I wanted them to share with you guys some of their story, but then also just kind of talk through what does it look like for them to pray together as a couple, pray with the community of faith around them uh, in the midst of trying and difficult circumstances uh, in parenting. And so we all face it. I love uh, what Todd has said recently that, uh, you know, we don't pray because we're disciplined. We pray because we're desperate. Mm. And I think sometimes uh, when things are going really well, we forget how desperate we are. But certainly in the trials and the challenges of parenting, it seems like that helps us to remember just how desperate we are. So Jenny, why don't you share a little bit about your family and y'all's story and and how you guys got to the place where you're leading in this prodigal ministry? Okay. Um, Well, Jay and I have been married for 41 years. And um, we have a son. I, I, I was telling you guys earlier that my plan was to have, you know, six kids. All I ever wanted to be was a mom. And God said, no, I'm going to give you two, but it's going to feel like six. But um, (laughs) so I had lost two, but we adopted a precious little boy who's just turned 35 this week. And we have a daughter that's our own, our natural child that was um, six weeks, I mean, six months younger than he was. So I had two, you know, little ones. But anyway, precious children, I was so thankful for them and felt so blessed. And and things just started kind of uh, as teenagers do, our son just kind of 
as a teenager, just started making some poor choices and got into some drugs and that kind of escalated. And he went off to treatment at the age of actually turned 21 there and um, uh, then went to a halfway house and, and came back home. Uh, to live in Dallas, um, it it was a rough road. But be, what we'd gone through, the f- family dynamics of going through that with a child, we just we learned a lot, and the Lord just just taught us some really rich things. That, but we were so open about what we'd been through, so mm. we told everybody what we'd been through, and they would call us and say, "Hey, can you talk to so and so? They're struggling with their daughter, or their son." And we go, "Yeah, sure, we'll we'll." Well, we're happy to tell him what we've learned. And so we would meet with people in our home. And, and um, finally, somebody just finally said, y- y'all need to start a ministry. And so it was actually our community group that really encouraged us and held us accountable to that. And we kept saying, yeah, we're going to do that. And they finally said, you keep talking about it. You just haven't done it. So finally, we launched it. And, you know, my very smart uh, multitasking husband uh, wrote all the curriculum, and I think it's pretty fabulous myself. Um, I get so much from it. But, you know, one of the things we had to realize was that, you know, speaking of prayer, is that one of the things, you know, we would pray early on was to, you know, we wanted to fix them. We wanted to fix our our son. And, you know, God eventually showed us that um, we can't, we can't do that. He can do that. We can't do that. But there is a certain way that you know, to pray about that. But I'm going to let him talk more about that. But anyway, that's how the ministry got started. And it's growing. We have people every Tuesday, new people every Tuesday night. So prodigals are out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what a gift it has been to this body and, and to so many parents, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. So Jay, talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, just kind of those early days when um, you guys really began to go through the struggles in, mm-hmm. in parenting, yeah, uh, how how were your prayers shaped during that time? How did you pray, and or how do you looking back go? Man, I wish that we would have prayed uh, in this way. Yeah. So, uh, as I was talking to you guys earlier, you know, my whole DNA is now prodigal, and so and when you were talking about today, we're going to talk about kids that are struggling, right? The beauty of this, and I hope if, if uh, you know, we're working about taking this out and doing other things with Prodigal, but I, there's clearly, when you look through the curriculum, there is a, a core of that that could speak to parents where they are, no matter where they are. In fact, the principles for a tough kid is the same principle for a perfect kid. I mean, they're, they're not different. It's just easier with a perfect kid, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and of course, I haven't found that perfect kid yet. But anyway. <laughs> is there one? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I would head just head. tell you that, that early on I was talking also to um, someone the other day and said, you know, we don't have as many calls for the prodigal ministries we do others. And I said, you know, why, right? Because who's going to call when their kid's spinning out of control and say, do you have a ministry for me? Mm-hmm. No. The, they want a, somebody to go fix their kid. They want the church to fix their kid. And the, and, the, and the issue is, is just like everything here at Watermark, every ministry has the same curriculum. You know, we're not in control. God is. He's good. He's enough. Um, and this, we, just, we just happen to have one of the unique troubles. So the way that I would have prayed differently is I think that I would have prayed more for myself. I started praying, God, fix my kid. You know, I prayed very specifically, let him meet a Christian girl and influence him because he's certainly not listening to me. Let him not hang around the bad crowd. Let him do this, that, and the other. And we had all those specifics. All the while, I was thinking early on in my naivete that what caused this family to spin out of control was 
uh, an, addict, an addiction situation. And if we could solve the addiction fit situation, then everything would be back. The fact is, is what a trouble does is it, is it points out the, the pathology in yourself hmm. and, in, and in your family, you know, because – and so I just – you just need to look introspectively about what is this about me. And I think that that's why I think it's so critical to have a ministry and, and, and at, like this that would support the families of these kids spinning out of control. So to ask how I would pray, I would have prayed more for myself to, to figure out, you know, God, what – you know, one of the – key things we ask everybody in our ministry that's usually a turning point for people that get it is they look back and they go, you know, when you asked me this question, everything changed. And I usually ask them or our leaders ask them, hey, what if this was about you? What if what if this trouble, what if this hardship, what if this was about you and God had done everything he could to get your attention and yet he gave you the, the worst thorn in the flesh a parent can have and that's a child going astray. And so um, I didn't realize that early on and it took me a while. So I pray differently now. I pray about, I don't pray about outcomes as much. I, I pray about, you know, how am I walking with God? How am I modeling this? How am I controlling my anger? And how am I forgiving? And how am I praying? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so appropriate today, Wes, because, and Mandy, just because um, you're so right. I mean, you, I'd love to tell you that I was a rock star prayer, but desperation and a prodigal will make you a really good prayer. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. bring you to your knees. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I like that. Good. Um, I was real encouraged with what you said, Jenny, about, about what you've learned and wanting to teach it to other people. And it reminded me of second Timothy two, two, what you have heard and trust them to faithful men. Mm-hmm. I like to include in women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that there are going to be some, parents listening in that are walking that road, but without the perspective that you have. Mm. And what would, what would you say to the, those young parents of these challenging children about prayer? I know your husband said he would pray more for himself. Um, what uh, would you say to that? I, I would say um, so much of, I think early on that I would pray would be, uh, you know, like, like he said that I, for some reason, we we are so afraid to let our children fail. Yes, and it's maybe one of the best things that we can ever do for them. One of the most loving things we can do. And I think we. I used to pray, you know, that my child wouldn't fail, or that he wouldn't, you know, that he would pass this test, or he would get this honor, or he would da 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 whatever. But um, I wish I'd prayed more, you know, for God use this, use this to mold him, to shape him, to draw him to you. Because, um, you know, I mean, God disciplines those he loves and, you know, he sees it as love and it seems hard at the time, but it, you know, it can be harvest of, grows a harvest of righteousness. righteousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, even Todd said in a sermon one time, which I'll never forget, is he said, you know, the way we grow is by going through hard things. And that's why addicts are so immature is because they don't go through the hard thing. They numb themselves through the hard thing. Mm. So in order to grow and mature, we got to go through the hard stuff. So I think I would... I, looking back on, I wish I hadn't prayed that they wouldn't have to go through the hard things. Mm-hmm. But Lord, give them hard stuff, and then, and then help them to, you know, cry out to you mm-hmm. and to cling to you, and to um, trust you. Yeah, 
So that's not in our flesh. Either of the no, things that y'all recommended it's not, doing. It's we not. want to pray for change and we want to pray for easy. Absolutely. This yeah. is a hindsight that's thing. challenging. Knowing yeah. what I know now. Mm, right. I would have done that differently. I mean, one of the things that we talk about is, uh, I think, you know, why do people walk through our doors? And one of the things that they have skewed is they really don't know what loving your child looks like. And, you know, Jesus, you know, and the world and, and uh, social media and... Uh, even some people that aren't religious today, they're totally cool with Jesus the Lamb. Mm-hmm. They're not cool with Jesus the Lion. They're not. They're not. They're not cool with the 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 the, the um, Jesus who takes the woman at the well and says, "Hey, I know what you've been doing. You know, you got to stop it, right?" And that's yeah. loving, right? I mean, uh, it comes back to community, and um, you got to have people that. Um, you know, tell you, you got spinach on your teeth. Right. And so <laughs> I, I think that that's, that is, uh, so how do you love your child? And it's, and it's when I look back and I've had to do this a lot over the last 13 years, and that is, it's amazing how much God loves us through discipline. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, Matthew 11, come to me all you are weary. I love that verse. It's amazing because this world makes us weary, but man, I just, I also love that. I love that truth teller that says, you know, um, I don't want to waste your time. I, I don't want to just put my arm around you and tell you life's tough. I want to tell you that this is what I see you doing and those kind of things. And, 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 and loving your child and letting them fail is this world wants to eliminate all pain. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't tell the people the truth, whatever their own truth. It's moral relativism. And it's it, I, as a, I'm, I see that not only as a pediatric surgeon, but as a prodigal leader. I see it in every walk of life. Parents do not want to let their kids suffer any pain or any harm. And um, it's made me it's made me recommend things to my patients and have frank talks with my parents that I would have never had had I not have a biblical perspective. And so, man, I'll tell you one thing. I tell I, when I spoke to Dad you years ago, one of the things that people told me was one of the most powerful things. And so I didn't know it. So I'll just repeat it here in case you missed it. But I <laughs> but, you know, it's it's important to, you know, have a consequence if your kid's not eating their asparagus or whatever it is. It's you know, so many times we have a, we have a um, we ground our kids uh, for the week, and then we realize the birthday parties on Saturday with their best friend, and you go, okay, you're grounded except for the, you know, you go through the whole things. And I said, you know, rescuing your kids from a Latin homework and doing it for them, letting them go to that birthday party, man, I I enabled until my, my son's life was on the line. Mm. You, you don't want to wait that long. Mm. You want to do it early and often. And the thing that does that is, you're right, Mandy, it's not in our flesh. Mm. And that's why prayer comes along and you, and you pray, Lord, you know, give me the power. And he says the power that lives in us is the power of the resurrection. And when you put your arms around that, that's how you get there, right? It's yeah. the power he died for that we would have that power to make that call. And so it's tough. Mm. And, uh, but that's what it takes to, to sit there and, and just to have that perspective when all you want to do is go love them and, and pick them up and take them to that birthday party or, or say, I'll just give you the ice cream instead of the asparagus. Right. The point is yeah. that's what it takes because yeah. you just don't want, you want to do it then and not later. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, as you're talking, I was thinking, you know, in the, in the Lord's Prayer that we've all memorized and we know, mm-hmm. you know, one of the sections of that is, hey, lead me not into temptation, but mm-hmm. deliver me from evil. And so you guys having walked alongside of parents and seen the temptations that 
parents face when kids are struggling, when there is when there are trials? What are some of those temptations that you see, as the scriptures tell us, are common to man, are common to the parents who walk through the doors of prodigal? That if you were to go, hey, if you're going to pray for your own heart, here are some of the temptations that I would pray against in my own life. Um, so, would you guys speak to that? I was going to say fear, um, control. Right. Um, yeah. I would also pray, pray, pray that you, Lord, I'm not here to be their friend. Oh. You know, I'm here to be their parent. They're on loan. Yeah. They're, they're, those kids are on loan to me. And, uh, you know, we make everybody, um, it's a whole other topic, Wes and Mandy, but we make everybody in Prodigal uh, write their personal mission statement. And most people, even Christians, have never written down a personal mission statement. But what it does is it allows us to go, how does that activity line up with glorifying God and, and what you're doing? And so um, being their friend, seeing a vision for them that's the American dream, which we all fall back into. We want them to go to the best college, marry a great spouse, have 2.7 kids and make <laughs> six figures at least, right? I mean, that's, we all, in our flesh, that still would be a good thing. And that's just, so the pitfall is falling into that American dream, falling into being a friend, falling into just just wanting them to love you. And what that ends up doing is it makes them an idol. And most parents never consider that your kid, you could love your kids too much and put them above God, but when you don't discipline them, when you, when you don't, um, you know, Galatians talks about reaping what you sow, and when you interfere with that, you're interfering with God's plan, and that's where I think we fall short. And I, I would pray for those things specifically. Yeah, you know, you talked about last week. I, I, I sorry to ramble on here, Wes, but okay. but you talked very specifically. By the way, I'm gonna give another plug to my favorite prayer book. Keller, you mentioned it last yeah. week. It's money, right? It is. And and I love the fact that he says, I'll tell you what really, you know, we all want to pray for God's will because I don't believe that ask, seek, knock is going to be answered if we're not in his will. Mm -hmm. I think he loves us enough that he'll give us what we need. Uh, but so how do we, play? we're closer if we pray scripture. Yeah. And so I, that's where I think that, that praying scripture and the, and the wisdom of scripture um, is, uh, keeps you more in line with with uh, what's best for your child, and it keeps you not being their friend, but being their parent. Yeah. How do you do that practically speaking? Pray, I, praying scripture. What does that look like for you? I, I've got a book. Uh, I'll grab it here in a second. It's yeah. over in my bag, so nobody on the podcast can see me walking. But I'll grab it. But it's it's it's, it's, it's actually a, it's actually a ninety day book. I was recommended okay. by when I was walking with the community team here. Somebody just had the book, and I said, "What is that?" So I go through it every ninety day, and every day I'll have you know. Uh, Thanksgiving petition, on, and it'll give me scriptures that, that remind me what I'm supposed to be praying about, and it'll give me in there, um, uh, I read that scripture, and I contemplate on it, and when I'm talking about my sins, when I'm talking about how I want to renew my mind, when I'm talking about how I'm thankful and grateful and all that, it, it has, it's a, it's a fantastic book. Now, that's just how I do it, but I also, you can go right to the scripture and read a chapter and then pray or whatever. I actually wore out the little book called Praying God's Will for Your Son. Okay. And it's just, mm. it's divided up into, you know, topics. And I remember the the section I wore out was the one, Godly Living. And I, I mean, it's falling apart now, but that is scripture 
that you pray for a specific, uh, if they have anger, if they have illness, or if they have um, rebellion, whatever, uh, it's scripture for that topic, and you, I would just pray that over him. That's we give that out in prodigal. We do. We, we yeah. give okay. that out, and there's another one, too, praying for your prodigal. Yeah. So, so. yeah, one of the practical tips that we gave at Dad U, and I would just remind our listeners of, is, you know, every if your kids are here at Watermark, every month we're talking about a character trait of God. And, uh, and it's such a, a, an easy thing for us just to go, hey, this month I'm going to spend some time praying for, we just finished up talking about perseverance. And so I'm going to pray and, and using the memory verse even to pray yeah. those things for our kids is a, is a really simple and kind of practical thing that you can do. And then certainly just looking through that list of 36 character traits mm-hmm. that you can find on our website and just go, man, this is something that my child is lacking in. They're lacking in joy. I see a mm. sadness and a depression setting in on them. How could I pray those things yeah. for them? So I've definitely used those character cards. And we, yeah. I'm going to be really honest right here. We take them and we put them in the visor of the car and mm. we talk about it a lot. We memorize the scripture that goes with them. There's a lot of training, but I've never thought to pray that character mm. quality into yeah. them before. Right. I, ha- I had so, yeah. That's great. great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is a great thought. So that book is called Handbook to Prayer by Ken Boa. And it, it actually on the front, it says praying scripture uh, to God. And uh, somebody in the uh, community team uh, gave that to me years ago. And I've, and I've really, really... Um, enjoying it. Um, and so, you know, like, for example, if you're going to do confession, I'm just turning it to it. It says on the confession part, I know that you're a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and a God who relents from sending calamity, Jonah 4, 2. And then you come in and ask the spirit uh, to search your heart and, and real confil- confess sin. It just reminds you of his character. Mm-hmm. It reminds you who you're talking to. I think that in that book, um, Keller says, uh, it's a quote that says I th- something paraphrased, but if we if we are praying to a God th- that fits our needs or we make up, you know, we're we're missing the point. We're we're yeah. we're not going to be answered. We're going to answer you wrong. We're you've got to know who you're praying to, and your prayers begin to change. And as we've walked this journey, and and uh, you know, when you get to be like when Wimberly said last week. I've lived long enough to see a ton of troubles, right? And mm-hmm. and so you get older, and it's just they're just coming, and and they're true. And I think that you just start you just start learning. You either go into despair, or you figure out who God is. You figure out what truth is, and once you begin to figure out who God is, um, I, I always say this: it it's it, it, things change, and I, I just think that. Uh, in my pride and in my youth, and and I, I, God didn't give me any athletic talent, but He, you know, as a as a physician, He gave me the ability to think, and I love, you know, getting deep into the Word and figuring out something so I can share it with you. And mm-hmm. there's some pride in that, and um, you know, um, only like God, what I found is the more I learn about Him, the simpler it gets. Mm-hmm. He's got to get bigger, we got to get smaller, and we got to have our identity in Him. And when you do that. My prayers have gotten really a lot simpler over the years. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. L- let's talk a little bit about um, you know the, the community that was around you guys and uh, and how uh, you know I think there's going to be parents who are listening to this going, man, uh, you know, fortunately by God's grace, I've got kids that, uh, of course, every kid struggles, but I, I'm not you know uh, anticipating prodigal at this moment in time. But I've got this member of my community group. Mm-hmm. who's in a place that sounds like maybe where Jay and Jenny were, you know, years ago, or um, how would you encourage those families, you know, to support 
uh, families like yours during those times of, of trial and difficulty? Well, I think that you need community. I think community is, is just cannot be underestimated. Uh, anybody that knows me here at Watermark, I work, I think, seven years in community, but I uh, thought it was helping, but they were preparing me for prodigal. But the way that they can do is obviously pray. And our community totally prayed for us. They saw the the chaos and the pain that we were going through. So, um, I mean, we prayed consistently, you know, in community group, those that are out there in it, you know that for a season, you're you know, you're, you're the one sitting under the naked light bulb, right? For a while. And you go, okay, I just, I can't wait to get out of that. So we, we actually got to move out and, you know, we come back in and we move out, but while you're in there, our community prayed for us. Um, and, and I would also, and I would say also that your community, the, I still struggle with this. I mean, everybody in prodigal struggles with this, that you could sit there in, a, in our closed group and you can tell other people what's wrong and what they're doing, but you have a log in your eye when it comes to your kid. If you're walking in a community, the two hardest things, in my opinion, are telling people how to spend their money and how to raise their kids. Hmm. And so if you are really a good community member, you got to dig in and say, you know, that kid you thought was perfect, you know, they're smoking pot and, and everybody knows it, man. And, and, and you're they're a blind spot and they're an idol for you and you want, you're not letting them suffer pain. And I love you enough to say, I mean, that is a tough conversation, Uh, but that is where community comes in. And then we're also trying to step up. If you really wanted to love them, um, you'd pray, you'd, you'd point out their faults. And if they come to prodigal, um, come with them. So, so that you can take them back and you can counsel them wisely. I've seen some of the wisest people, um, I think some of the wisest people I know are in this church. I, I would go to them for any counsel, but they have told me, and they've been people in those community groups that say, man, they struggle with how to counsel me when my kid's doing crystal meth and I've got to lay them on the line and their life's on the line. It takes the strongest person to know how to counsel me. So go with them to prodigal so that they can come back in because they, they know you better than we know you. Mm-hmm. I don't want them camping in prodigal where we really don't know them fully and they'll camp there all day, they need to go back in their community. So community could pray for you. They could tell you, point out the spinach on your teeth and they could actually for a season come with you and learn those principles to go back because these principles are, I mean, they're, they're one of, they're, they're what you need in, in life. Yeah, it's just discipleship. It's right. just discipleship yeah. and that's all it is. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's awesome. So good. I love that. Jenny, I heard you talking to Mandy a little while ago just about your daughter and and um, and just, you know, how how did you guys encourage her and support her and, and really teach her to pray in the midst of watching a sibling that was really struggling? And uh, what were the lessons that she learned through that? That's a hard one because um, um, there was a lot of resentment there, a lot of... Um, she was she was the child that was trying to be the hero because we were, you know, in the midst of chaos with the other one. So there's that other child tries to be your hero and not cause any problems. But she struggled a lot um, because they were in the same grade and she knew a lot of stuff and and I didn't know whether to tell us to hurt us or not tell us and maybe something go awry. So um, I, th- I think one thing somebody told me a long time ago is have your children pray for each other because when you pray for someone, you develop a heart for that person. Mm. Absolutely. And so we definitely encouraged her to do that and, and still to this day do um, encourage her in that. This gave actually gave a, a, 
discussion gave me a little pang uh, that I probably, this would have fit in with your first question about how you would have prayed differently. I, I actually would have asked my daughter to pray more for my son. Um, I think in the midst of that chaos, there's so many things going on, and I just didn't realize how much, first of all, I did not realize how much um, it affected the entire family. I would tell the whole, everybody listening here, if you're praying and focusing on a, on a kid that's rebellious, they're looking at you to lead this family and keep them safe. You can have, you can, you do not have, you can eliminate chaos, even if your kids are spinning out of control, because you can set up the appropriate boundaries, you can pray for them, you can talk to them. So I would have had my daughter pray more for, for my son. And it comes right back into what you and, uh, you and Jim talked about last week, his kids praying for these nations, you know, mm -hmm. again, another way he's shaming us all, man, it was crazy, <laughs> but, but praying for the nations. And now his kid's a missionary over there. Mm -hmm. I thought, wow, that is what we should have done. Because as you do, you begin to have a heart, as Jenny said, for, uh, for your uh, other siblings. And if, um, don't miss that. There's a whole part of our curriculum on family dynamics and it's complicated. And, and there's so much so going on when you have a rebellious kid in the house that there's a lot of role playing and a lot of hurt out there that we never picked up on till, till much later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can relate to that in our family because mm -hmm. we see that going on right mm -hmm. now with some difficulties we're having in our family dynamics mm -hmm. and we're watching everyone kind of ride that roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you guys specifically as a married couple, mm -hmm. what praying together versus praying separately looked like during those harder days. Mm -hmm. Um, just cause we're there currently. Yeah. I would say that, um, you know, the lesson this week in, in prodigal is on prayer, interestingly enough. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I was reviewing the story and it's a story how, uh, Jenny and I got together, uh, during a, a tough time in, in our son's journey. And it was the toughest time and a, and a time that really took it up a couple of notches. And it was just really clear that we didn't have a human solution for this issue. Mm. And so um, I'd like to tell you that, you know, that I've walked at Watermark for a while and whatever, but um, we didn't, Jenny and I did not pray consistently together until that point. And then we started praying every night together um, and... Um, we'd fall asleep together praying sometimes. And, uh, and, uh, you know, those that has gotten, um, as the pressure cooker lessons, we sometimes, you know, back off of that somewhat. So I, I'd, I'd love to tell you that I just want you to know the person speaking is human here, but, um, <laughs> and, and the desperation statement is really true, but we do know that we need to do that. And we, and it's powerful to do it together because we become, to, we just began to start praying for our son. And then it expanded rapidly to be praying for, um, like as, as Jim was talking about uh, with his wife, just walking, we began to pray for each other and it, and it grew us closer together. And, uh, um, so I, I just, it's, it's a thing that if you ask around, I mean, maybe in my group, I'm unique, but even the, the strongest people tend to praying specifically out loud with your spouse or another person is not something that comes natural to a lot of people. And I just think it's really powerful. It helps the marriages. It's, uh, um, these thorns in our flesh, if handled appropriately and praying together, will drive all relationships to improve as crazy as that sounds. That's how God works. Mm -hmm. And so I would tell you that that's, that was really great for us. And we always are saying, you know, we need to pray together. We need to do this. We, we just, that, that journey, which lasted intensely, we didn't miss a day for not one day for three years. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
it's not as consistent now, but uh, this message and this con- this this conversation is convicting me. So <laughs> right. that's good. Well, I, if I can summarize just a few things I heard sure. you guys saying, you know, uh, specifically to how a community group could support, you know, someone, you know, one I think, um, you know, is just hey, holding uh, couples accountable to praying. You know, hey, are you guys asking that question of mm-hmm. the couples in your community group, specifically in those times of trial? But really, it should be a question that we're asking uh, more consistently. And again, it's an area that I want to continue to grow yeah, in absolutely. And, and be sharpened in. And so I, I can echo the same thing you're saying, Jay. But that's a simple question that we can ask each other. Hey, are you are you just talking about the problems, mm-hmm. you know, or are you talking to God about the problems? And there is a difference. And uh, that's one of the things I loved about Jim and Judy just talking about, hey, we just went on walks and we didn't talk. We just talked to God in front of each other. And that's how we shared mm-hmm. what was burdening our hearts. And, and so I think, you know, that's one thing. I think, too, for community groups to look out for those siblings. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in the, uh, as you were talking about, you know, having the, uh, the spotlight on you and your family and that child can begin to get all the attention of the community group mm-hmm. where that's really all you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, for us, I know we, we've talked to our community group about, hey, will you make sure that you're checking in on the other kids? We have a, a kiddo who's going through a really tough time. You know what would bless us is if you take, you know, this other kiddo out for an ice cream cone mm-hmm. and just talk to them about how they're doing. That would bless us. And so, you know, I think that's important. And then finally, you know, I think just for community groups to go, I mean, sh- just showing up, you know, uh, sometimes just the, the simple, hey, I'm praying for you is great and it encourages me. But I, I know Jim talking about, you know, when, when they were in some really difficult times and not sure what was going on, just the community group showing up at their house saying, hey, we just want to pray with you. And they would sit with them for, you know, sometimes hours, you know, in some of the more dramatic moments. But just the importance of that, you know, when I think about Job's friends, there was a lot that they did wrong, but one of the things they did right is they showed up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and so I think what they should have done is just spoken more to God instead of to Job Mm -hmm. in that moment. And I think that's something that we can do as community um, in that, just, just to help and to encourage one another. So I love that counsel, Jay. Um, I, I don't know. But I was, or, Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, you know, we're talking about um, I brought a couple of scriptures here and I told you that I got it, it, get, it gets more simple for me. I used to pray for specifics. Yeah. You know, the um, the ultimate prodigal prayer is and, and I don't know if you caught it. I don't know if many people caught it, but Jim said it because he has a prodigal. And if you're a prodigal, you, you know that he said, you know, we just want to pray that prayer that, you know, Lord, whatever it takes. Yes. And that is a scary prayer as a, as a, as a parent, whatever it takes. We've had people that, that, you know, you pull, you know, you pull college, you pull Olympics, you pull D1 scholarships off the table and it gets to the point of what's important. And we've had people that have gone through, you know, they found God in an orange jumpsuit. And if, and if, and if you ask before you had a prodigal, if that would be a good outcome, most people would say no. But once you've walked that path, you get it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would just tell you that as as I've gotten, um, I told you my prayers have gotten simpler as my theology's gotten simpler, you know, and all I really want to do is just know him more because the more I know him, uh, the simpler my prayers are. I know now that I'm not in control of outcomes, that he's more, contr- he's he's only controlled in the process. He, he just, we just need to be obedient. And so there's a couple of prayers. There's, a, you know, Ephesians 1, 9 and, and Colossians 1, uh, um, 17 through 19, uh, I think, let me just make sure, no, 9, nine through 11, 1 Colossians 9 through 11. And they both say the same thing. And Paul says, 
I love this. He says, I pray that, uh, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you spiritual wisdom and revelation in your growing knowledge of him since your eyes, have, uh, eyes of your heart have been enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the wealth of his glorious inheritance and says his incomparable great power. And, and Colossians says the same things basically. And Paul is praying. He doesn't pray for their circumstances to change. I've never seen it where he change, prays for circumstances yeah. to change. And that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Lord, take away the snakes. Yeah. But instead God says, you know, I'm not taking away the snakes, right? You're praying for me to take away the snakes. That's numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he says, but what I'm going to do, because you knuckleheads, every time I take <laughs> away the snakes, every time you go to Cabo, you don't think about me as much, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to leave the snakes because I love you. Yeah. And I just want you to look at look look to the bronze snake, which Jesus talks about in John 3.15. Yeah. It's so important that he mentioned it right before John 3.16, that if we look to him through prayer, and he is our hope. And so I just pray now, Lord... Help my family. I used to pray all these specific things. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. He asks us to pray specifically and, be, yeah. and endure. But, but if you're, if, sometimes you get worn down. So take heart in just saying, Lord, just let them know you more and more. Put people in their life to introduce them to you. Let me take a role or whatever it is. But just let them see you in your fullest. Because if they could see you on the mount, if you could just have a moment of that, I think the rest of it will take care of itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good, Jay. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, I, uh, this has been so great. And I think there's so much for us to chew on and for mm-hmm. parents uh, listening to chew on this. And so uh, I'd love for y'all just to share a little bit about if someone is in that that stage of life, maybe they've got a teenager that is rebelling or, or you know, um, uh, or just struggling with a, a kid that they're just not quite sure how to help them and they're feeling the pressure mm-hmm. on themselves. Um, you know, how can they get connected to prodigal and, and uh, what does it look like to be a part of that ministry? Well, I, I, I think I would tell them to definitely get connected to prodigal and to do that, they would, they would actually just, uh, you can just show up on Tuesday, Tuesday night. night yeah. Uh, we Here start at the Dallas campus, Dallas yeah. campus, the East tower, six thirty. We usually go to about eight fifteen. And uh, just give it a try. Uh, and because the first night we're going to tell you about what we do and how we do it. And you may need regen. You may need reengage. And, yeah. you know, if you come to all three, I think you get a T-shirt, don't you? You should. But the point is, is that that's that. If you want to inquire more, uh, you know, all there's a bunch of lessons and messages uh, on the website. You could go under the ministry. You could you can email prodigal at watermark.org or you could just call the main number here at the church, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure what it is. But then you'll get uh, I think that goes to all goes to Becky, uh-huh. uh, uh, someone that will answer that line and then get you to a prodigal uh, leader that will help you and talk you through kind of what to expect. But we'd love to see you. And as after uh, today's talk, I hope you'll really think about uh, asking your community to come around you and maybe come for a season. I promise you, if you bring a community member, I, I just can't imagine at the end of that, they're not going to get more out of it than they ever possibly imagined. Yeah, We've actually had some um, people who have come with young children being proactive. They mm-hmm. said, you know, I just want to know this. I want this um, curriculum just to know you know, going forward, how to handle these things. And one last thing, Wes, if I could, is that we talked about it earlier, is that, you know, when I first started out, I thought, wait a minute, what's the deal? 
you know, my son's the one spinning out of control and I'm in, I'm in recovery. What, what's up with that? <laughs> I mean, who, who wants to sign up for that? And bro, I just would ask people out there, what if this thorn, what if this trouble that, that God promises, he doesn't say maybe it's coming. What if that was a way to, um, grow more intimately with him? Hmm. Don't miss this opportunity. Go find out, you know, this ministry and others here, whatever it is, if you've lost a child, if you, you know, going through abortion or whatever it is, right? It's just a way to show you uh, these troubles point out your weak spots so that you could be refined and don't miss that opportunity. What if this was about you? I, when I was walking there, I would have told you that I was leading worship uh, at another church and mm-hmm. this, that, and the other, and um, uh, not right when this started. But through this, Jenny and I have this amazing opportunity to build into people's lives that we would have never had beforehand. And I know this sounds crazy for parents out there, but I just don't know what I would have done any other way. Jim Wimberly said the same thing. If I would have had all kids turn out great, you know, just like myself, I would have been on the corner handing out pearls of wisdom in my (laughs) pride. And I'm telling you, he humbled me, man. And he pointed out so many faults and, and things that I stumble with. And I I thank him for it because ultimately we want to be more like Jesus. And if you're out there and you're struggling, um, uh, draw a circle around yourself and and to get to one of these ministries that, that, that we offer here at Watermark and pray like crazy. Yeah. I I love that question. You know, what, what if this is about you? Yeah. Uh, And really the answer is it's always about what God is doing in us. You know, Philippians one six tells us that we're all a work in progress and, and that God is always using, uh, the circumstances of our life. I think about Joseph, you know, looking at his brothers at the end of his life and just going, look what you intended for evil. Exactly. God has used for good and for the salvation of many. And so that certainly is y'all's story, uh, you know, played out in ways that you just, again, you rewind tape, you know, 20 years ago, you guys are not begging the Lord to do this. And yet there are people who are thanking God that he allowed Jay and Jenny Burns to go through what you've gone through so that they might be encouraged. We're thankful too. I mean, I I wouldn't have the, the relationship I have with the Lord, the trust. We, one of the things that we talk about in prodigal is at some point, you know, and I remember where I was and at the point where I was crying out to God and, and just saying, I've tried to fix this, God, I can't fix it. It's not. In fact, I'm making it worse. You know, I don't know what to do. And and finally, he, I think I just put my hands out and said, you know, I'm going to give him to you. He's yours. I, I can't do this. And I remember walking up my stairs going, but Lord, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. And it's like he said to me, you don't have to trust him. Just trust me. Mm-hmm. And from that point, I have. And that's what we we tell people. You're going to have to Give that child to God. You can't do it. It's, it's his. And you can't do that unless you know him. We, we have a saying, you're not going to leave your kid with a babysitter you don't know. And you're not going to hand your child over to a God you don't know. Mm-hmm. So you get to know him so that you trust him. And then you're able to, you know, to give them to him and say. With confidence. With yeah. confidence. Mm-hmm. With trust. And your whole family sees it. Yeah. And you begin to model just what you talked about, how dads should do this. They should model. My daughter said yeah. to me at one point. I, I, I love my dad. He was the wisest man I know. And uh, I won't argue that point. But the point <laughs> is, is that she, she, she gave me all these accolades that he, he solves all these problems and he, all these, these ball juggling. But this glaring thing right in front of him, he couldn't see. Hmm. And, and, uh, and so uh, now I do. And that's just because of community and prayer and, and learning him more. And so... Uh, Anyway, I just, it's hard for people out there to go, why is this, why is this uh, couple so excited about the trouble 
that they're in, and and uh, and it's just weird. So just come to Prodigal and find out. Yeah, you have to come so to good. find out. Right. That's right. Well, listen, I feel like there's about four more podcasts we could do uh, right. with you guys and and just uh, learn from you. And so thank you for the time, thank uh, you. Jay and Jenny, Mandy. Thanks for hanging out with us. Absolutely, hosting uh, listeners. Let me just encourage you. So if you missed that, um, you know uh, how you can get connected to the Prodigal Ministry. You can go to Prodigal at Watermark or email Prodigal at Watermark.org. You can find it on the website as well, uh, or you can call uh, the the church number here at the Dallas campus, 214-361-2275, and, uh, and get connected. If you're not here in Dallas, man, let me just encourage you to, to find uh, folks like the, the community of support and encouragement that you've heard from, from Jay and Jenny today that you can share these struggles with. We as the body of Christ are called to bear one another's burdens, and parents, for us, we know that um, being a parent is a difficult, challenging um, task that the Lord has entrusted to us, but He is with you, and we want to remind you of that. And And one of the greatest gifts He's given to us is the gift of prayer. And so, um, and we are so thankful that you joined us today. Hope that you will check us out next time uh, on the podcast. If there's ways we can serve you, you can email us at parenting at watermark.org. So again, guys, thank you all so much uh, for being here today. And listeners, we'll talk to you next time.